0: Hello everyone and welcome to PB in Style. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and you are definitely in the place to be to find clarity, consistency, and authenticity in the way you build your brand. On today's episode, I have with me the lovely Miss Elena Zaire. And guys, she is gonna talk to us about leadership and how you can find that unparalleled passion So welcome, 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 Elena. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Andrea. All right, guys. I am so excited about this because I have talked multiple times about when you are yourself and you know your value, no matter where you are, no matter what circumstances you find yourself in, you are able to connect with someone and you can do business in an organic way. And that is exactly how Elena and I met. We were both in a hotel at the same time for different reasons. However, through conversation, organic conversation, might I add, um, we became fast friends. She lives in Indiana, guys. I live in the Dallas area, and we are connecting in March for my L3 summit, um, but we had great conversation that night, and we talked about how we enjoyed helping people find their purpose, and so I definitely wanted you on the show, Elena, because I wanted them to hear that for themselves, so. Yeah. Yes, yes. So tell us a little bit about you and your own personal journey toward leadership. Oh,
1: goodness. Uh, leadership for me um, actually began at a very, very early age. And, and I'm sure some of those that are listening now can relate to um, when you've heard that term, natural-born leader. You yes. know, um, sometimes we run into those people and they just, you know, they're just natural-born leaders. Well, I can honestly say that God did gift me with that. Um, (laughs) It has shown up um, along my way, you know, starting in high school, you're captain of this or president of that. You just, it's just natural. So,
0: um,
1: but as far as in my adulthood, uh, my leadership journey, um, besides having like manager positions and, you know, in, in those types of jobs you work through going through school and all that, I'd have to say it officially kicked off in 2001. Um, when I became became a fitness instructor. Oh, wow. Yeah. I started taking classes to lose weight after having my first child and within months became certified an <laughs> instructor. And then within months of that owned my own studio.
0: So wow.
1: it didn't take me long to just know that, you know, uh, when it's in your spirit to just lead, it, it's what you do. So um, I owned my fitness studio for uh, let me see I started in 2001 and I closed it in
0: 2014. Wow
1: And um, I taught I taught a lot of classes I you know taught dance fitness, I did personal training, I did health and uh, wellness and nutrition uh, just really gave my, my students the, the whole mix of it. And then I had other associates that taught for me. So I ran that, um, just like, just like a normal business. Um, -hmm. and then I was turning 40 years old and, um, my body was just kind of taking a hit and there were so many large, uh, fitness corporations, like the you know, i um, just right. picking up all around me. And I thought, okay, it's probably time to close it down and, and just go back into the real working world. So, so to speak. And, and that was excruciating. That was excruciating because I actually enjoyed teaching and leading. So,
0: mm.
1: so I, I do, I go into the corporate world. I got an entry level position because I knew I had to start somewhere. Um, Took an entry level position in one of the largest health systems in Northeast Indiana. And with 12 weeks, I was promoted into a leadership position in the revenue cycle and reporting to two directors. So
0: So it's in your blood, is what you're saying. You've been leading from day one. (laughs) Yes.
1: But the thing is, is, um, you know, the important thing for people to realize is. Anytime you gain a set of skills, anytime you you pick up a new set of leadership skills, you take those with you, no matter where your journey leads. And so, you know, I had invested in continuous learning, invested in attending seminars, even while I owned my studio, and it all ended up serving me well when I started in an entry level position and promoted in 12 weeks.
0: So and you know what? that is something that I think is is a really important uh, te- piece of uh, information to to just kind of sit on for a second because I often talk about, and I know that we we don't do exactly the same thing, but I think that you are really instrumental in helping people um, find their passion and purpose and and walk in it. And I believe based on you know what you just said, I believe that our passion, we have one, we have yes. one. And when we Allow it to take its journey. Mm-hmm. We will e- it will eventually land on its purpose and how how it's supposed to be used to share and build and uplift other people if that is if that's what the purpose is. And so what you just said is you learned various things along your journey about leadership, and you took different pieces with you to make you the person that you are now and the great leader that you are now. And it's important for people to sit on that for a second because I think people believe they have to be perfect like day one. Yeah,
1: and I, I think a lot of people think that too, and and it just it you don't have to absolutely
0: you don't have to. The key is just to get started, and yeah. the and the the lessons that you learn along the way will help you become, you know, what you're supposed to be. So yes. I, I yes. love that. That was, that was great information. But yeah, so, so bring
1: me here today. So I was in that corporate leadership position um, since, since 2014, and it took me a couple years to realize that it, it still just wasn't the right fit for me. Mm. Um, I was leading a team. I was making an impact, but not the type of impact that my spirit wanted to make. And I had to do a lot of digging because I came to the realization that I missed teaching my fitness classes, but what I learned was it wasn't even about the fitness. It was about being able to speak into my students every time they came. Mm-hmm. Once I learned that and acknowledged that, then that's when John Maxwell just was in my face and, and that whole opportunity um, was, was right there for me to take. And I just left my corporate position last year to move on to what I'm
0: doing today. So. Awesome. Yeah. So, so you mentioned John Maxwell and you are a a team member of his, you work through his program. How would you, and I love John Maxwell, by the way, I have a large amount of his books in my Mm -hmm. library. Um, But how would you define leadership?
1: Um, I would define leadership. Um, for me, it's it's really about serving others, first of all, mm-hmm. um, but it's opening others to their full awareness of their excellence, their abilities, their gifts, potentials, however you want to put it, but then helping and guiding them in whatever capacity they need from wherever they are to help bring those qualities to the surface so they can actually apply it in their lives and then create by design the life they want to live. I believe that's a leader.
0: I love that, I love that. Serving, but what I think is key is that the first thing you said was serving others. Yes. And I think a lot of people get into thinking that they wanna be leaders because they are at the top and everybody should you know, be yeah. looking up to them but really a true leader serves and they give more than they receive. They listen more than they talk. Mm -hmm. Um, That's, that's awesome. So we are um, this podcast is speaking to small business owners and uh, solopreneurs, people who want to scale their business up. And um, it's all about their personal branding, authentic marketing, things of that nature. But as a solopreneur, someone who is just getting started or, you know, maybe they've started, but, they haven't really achieved the goals that they wanted to achieve. How can you describe that leadership um, for them? Like, what does that leadership look like for them? Um, for, for them, I feel
1: the, the most important piece is truly being transparent with yourself. Um, the, the hardest person to lead is yourself.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: especially when you're beginning your own business, because a lot of times people look at owning their own business and they see the autonomy that comes with it. And so you don't have anyone to report to, you don't, you don't have anyone um, making sure you're meeting your deadlines. So if you can't first start with knowing how you work and how you are motivated and how you can stay disciplined to yourself, um, it's really gonna be a struggle. And so for me, when I'm working with my clients, that's the first thing I do with them is actually what is in harmony with the way they think they behave and they create. Mm-hmm. If we can identify that, then it makes those other pieces of growing your business easier because you can translate it in the way that you work instead of trying to do it the way maybe you've seen others do it but that might not work for you.
0: Exactly. We speak the same language, girl. <laughs> yes, this is so true. I say live your value, love yourself enough to be yourself so that you can lead with intention and purpose. And that first yeah. piece, that living your value piece is so instrumental because that's the foundation for everything. When you find yourself off balance, that's what swings you back to pendulum. Yeah, that, That's kind of why that's so important. Guys, she's speaking the gospel. You need to yeah. listen. I hope you're listening.
1: Well, and right, it's funny so. too.
0: It's funny too because there are times where,
1: you know, when, when people read the books or they read what what is working for someone, someone that's else. Mm-hmm. And, and they say, you know, I wake up at 4 30 in the morning and, and I get this done, or I'm up before 5 a.m. every day. And and so that person that has that creative energy that hits them at night. That doesn't work for them. Yeah, but they they think they have to fit into this mold that if I wake up at 5 a.m. every day, my gosh, I'm not going to be successful. And it's really about doing the work when it works for you.
0: Exactly. I love that. I love that. I love that. Doing the work when it works for you. So um, what would you say are some steps? Because, you know, we can say this until we're blue in the face, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to be like everybody else and you know, we need to like find our idea of leadership. But what are some steps that maybe you can help them to take towards being a leader?
1: Um, first of all, for me, and again, I can only speak from from my point of view. But for me, one of the first things is to ask yourself why you want to be a leader. Mm. Um, because there has to be there has to be a, a a defined reason behind it because it comes with a huge responsibility yes. and. And sometimes, if we 're looking at the shiny part of it that 's that positional leadership that 's that title that's mm-hmm. that 's the pretty side of it and so, if you really haven 't asked yourself why, like why do you desire this um, I think that I think that that 's one of the actual first steps that mm-hmm. need to be identified because the ego has to be crushed, you know, the you have to be willing to stay humble and roll up your sleeves and get, get in the dirty work too. So to be that leader, it's actually um, starting at the bottom and being able to be led yourself, being open to learning from others, instead of saying, I want to be a leader because I want to be the boss and run things and just have people do things the way I want, where in actuality, being a leader, you have to be seen starting at the bottom to be able to earn that credibility, to have people want to follow you, to, so to respect you. And, and then you're able to speak from a place that you can truly inspire those that are starting on your team at the bottom and lift them up. But if you've not gone through it yourself or you don't know why you want that, you're going to kind of be lost in mm-hmm. just running in circles. And I think a lot of people do that. That's why they don't ever get to that next level. I love it. What else would you say? Um, um, reading, here, here's one of my other big things. I love to read. Um, I, I do love to read books, but I only read a couple books a year. Um, I might read a book that has a lot of good information a few times. I, I like to listen to one voice at a time. And that saying that, um, you know, knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in that. Um, I believe applied knowledge. Mm. So it doesn't matter how much you know, if you're on the couch, not doing anything with it, it's, it's, you might know very little, but if you're actually putting those little things in action, applying them, that's going to take you much further. So I like to just read, um, short little articles or little snippets like that, but if I'm actually into a book, I take my time on it and make sure that I'm pulling out of it everything that I need to receive from it and then figuring out how can I apply this and, and how can I let this information change me and improve me? So, um, whatever your style is, I do believe for leadership, there does need to be reading, you need to, you need to keep learning from others, but whether you read a book a week, or whether you read a book a year, it's really dependent, again, on what's in harmony with you, but, um, you know, leadership is taking risks, Mm -hmm. and, you know, there's just so much in it, yeah.
0: I love that, but I think that what you mentioned is uh so important the three steps and i took three away from that because i feel like what you said first asking the why question is very very important because Mm -hmm. in order to answer that question you still have to go back to what we were talking about uh, um, earlier about knowing your value and understanding what you're bringing to the table because that's going to help you answer your why and then when you say read i love that you don't believe knowledge is power but applied knowledge is power and you're absolutely right because um, we can know a bunch of stuff, but not know how to apply it. And I think that's a lot of the challenges that small business owners face is that they know the process. They know that there should be a sales funnel. They know that they should you know, have an email campaign or they know that they should be out networking, but they don't know how to mm-hmm. do those things. They don't know how to apply techniques um, to, to doing it. And they're not, some of them, some people just aren't even doing that research to figure it out. Right. So you're right. The applied knowledge is what the, where the power comes from. And then lastly, as a, as, as a leader, we do have to take risks. But yeah. I believe that the risks are somewhat calculated and intentional mm-hmm. because you, you know what your value is and you've been reading and you know, you know how to apply certain things, then it's, it's, it's an educated risk. Exactly. You know, yeah. so you're not so i think we need to define that for people because when we say risk guys we're not talking about jump off the edge of a cliff cliff necessarily right. you don't know what's at the bottom or if you right. have internet. what we're saying is use the information you have from who you are and what you bring to the table and the information that you gather based on your research and then you can make a calculated risk exactly risk. that's right, so awesome that's amazing amazing advice i love that so All right. So I have this thing where um, in my later years, (laughs) I have just discovered the idea of quality over quantity. I don't have to have a ton of friends. I just got to have a handful of really good ones. I don't have to have, you know, the best, um, I don't have to have a closet full of clothes. I just need to have some really nice quality pieces so that I know will last over time. And I believe But that is sort of the same way when it comes to um, our influence and things of that nature and who we're leading. So yes. what are your thoughts on quality over quantity as it pertains to the depth of those that we lead or that we have influence
1: over? Oh, I'm with you 100% on that one. Uh, quality. Um, quality for sure. Um, the type of people that you surround yourself with is far more important than the number I feel. Um, when we talk about the values, first of all, to know what your own personal values are is going to give you the quick, clean yes or no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It keeps you out of the, you know, maybe, should I, you know, so once, once you know yourself, you know that if this other person's values don't align Um, you know, there may be some differences, but if the values don't align, it's a quick yes, or it's a quick no, and it's a clean decision. And, um, you have to, to realize that when you're leading, there's going to be so many things fighting for your time and your attention. So true. Yeah. And so if you're surrounded, um, with a team that is so large, but they're not even aware of what their values are, then they're not in a place to make quick, clean decisions either. So, so everybody's, you know, taking time from everyone, trying to guess here and what do we do? And, and nobody's in that position to just make the decision and move forward. And mm-hmm. you're gonna, you're gonna have a lot of energy and time stripped from you that you need to be able to keep looking at your business forward. So um, I think it's really important to surround yourself with those that you, your, your values are in harmony with each other, that you complement each other well,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, ultimately that you can communicate what your goals are so they know when they have to make those decisions as part of your team, they're going to make them and feel comfortable and, and you're empowering them to be able to do that. So they're going to feel valued and, and give you their 110% as opposed to having 100 people that are wanting to just collect a paycheck from you. you know, Right. Yeah, um, I just, I'm, I'm quality, for sure.
0: Um, and, and so the funny thing is we're having this whole conversation about leadership and we're, we're giving great tips and stuff, but really when you get to the root of it, I think both of our businesses are on the same page with this. Mm-hmm. You really need to know yourself and understand your role, your value in this whole thing that you've got going on because everything is sort of kind of coming out of that. Like the people you surround yourself with and you bring into your business, you may be a solopreneur now, but as you build and you grow and you have to bring on a team, it's you understanding how you want your business to run, how, what yes. you want it to be known for and how it stems from your own values and your uh, skill sets. that's how you begin to pull in people to be on your team and that's how you get the quality so it all goes back to people guys it all goes back to leadership Mm -hmm. it all goes back to I mean not leadership it all goes back to value who you are that's Mm -hmm. how you become a good leader is really knowing who you are leading yourself like you said at the top of the show
1: yes and I think you know too that goes along with that is anymore today there's a there's anywhere you look if you have a brand new idea that you think you invented and it's never been heard of before, it's out there. It's out there somewhere. Um, exactly. And the thing that sets it apart is you. So you could have ten people in the room having the the same type of business, but there are going to be different people that gear you know go more towards you or that might go more towards somebody else but it's because you firm and who you are and what you represent instead of just trying to be the item or the product or the service it's about you but you can't sell yourself if you're not clear on who, who you yourself is, is. Yeah, <laughs> yes
0: that is so true. I said, we are we are kindred spirits in, in <laughs> our businesses because that's what I talk about all the time. Be the brand. You are yes. the brand. You, you are, are the brand. People are, not, people are not buying your widget. They're not buying your service. Yes. They're buying you. Yes. And you have to know who you are in order to sell yourself appropriately. I mean, that's yes. basically the bottom line. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, all right. In your life, you know, because we're all influenced by someone, mm-hmm. who would you say Um, were your most treasured influences? Anybody, just pull anybody. I want to know. Yeah, um, my parents.
1: um, Mm. Yeah, it's an easy one for me. My parents, I grew up um, in an entrepreneurial uh, world. Uh, My parents at one time when I was very young had seven businesses. Wow. So I grew up in it um, and that's just, it's in my blood. So, so seeing them, uh, you know, and they were very transparent when they made mistakes. We felt them uh, because it affected our finances. When they had successes, we felt them because we went on vacation. I mean, so I was able to see very early on the work that goes into it, the reward that can come from it, but that also it's, it's difficult. It's it's um, you have to really have that passion and that drive to, see it through even during those difficult times. And so if there's, if there's those treasured influences, it is my mother and my father who showed me very early on of what it really looks like to run a business through the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, And I just, I took those lessons and have, you know, carried them with me today too. So.
0: Well, I know for sure that you practice what you preach because when we met, that's what I got from it, you know, that you were definitely a leader in your space and you had a passion for what you do. So guys, it's, it's really true. You, you, you walk it and you talk yes. it and that, and when you do that, it just makes room for all the greatness to come. So yes. Yes. pay attention, listen yes. up. She's giving you some <laughs> great, some great pearls, pay attention. Um, so what is your favorite part about what you do. You talked about how you help people really find their, their purpose and like figure out first, you know, their why. So mm-hmm. what, what do you like best about working with your clients and what you do? Um, the part that brings
1: me the most joy, which is pretty much, um, why I do what I do is I, I am able to believe in others before they believe in themselves. Oh. Um, Most people want to do all of this type of stuff, but there's that little something in there that they really still don't believe they can. And so if I can share a little bit of my passion and my belief in them so they can borrow it while they need to build these other pieces up, I do that for them. So to be able to believe in others before they believe in themselves, but then to witness that moment that something just triggers in them that they know, I got it. I mm. can do this. Um, then I know I've done my part. I love um, that. That's really the favorite, my favorite part is to see their successes and mm-hmm. I can remember what they looked like when they first came in to see me. And then mm-hmm. you see them sharing their business or their new launch program or, or whatever it is they're working on, but to see them actually do it that is just such a sense of pride I have for them because it's like, I remember where they were when they first came in to see me. So mm-hmm. that's my favorite part.
0: <laughs> that's, I love that part too. When the light bulb moment comes on, they're like, oh, I, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, and when they call you back and say, you know this works. i I applied that, and it worked. Yes. I love that. and thank you. yeah, I love that too. That's yeah. I have to say that's my favorite part too. So yeah. all right you're an awesome sauce there in Indiana. We already know that, and we mm-hmm. can hear that you are full of knowledge and just great tips. but what what's next for you in your business? What do you have going on that you can share with everyone?
1: Uh, actually, my most exciting news right now that I'm, that I'm really proud to be able to share is uh, I'm in the process of my book, which will be released in April. So Ooh. my first book will be available for pre-order in April, and I'm really just excited about that because it's one of those things that has been on my to-do for the past year, and, you know, just like anyone else, I have things I needed to work through and get my mind space right, and, and now it's happening. So I've actually taken the steps, made it happen, and so I'm going to be very proud in April when I can actually say it's, it's available. Um, and so with that, I'm, I'm revamping a few of my online courses so that I can bring more convenience to my mm. clients, and um, and then just uh, still in the process of booking more speaking engagements, which includes yours in Dallas in March. Yay!
0: So. All right, guys. I'm excited for her to come. I'm so excited, so. Yeah, right. but
1: uh, so I'd say that the main thing right now is, is my book. Getting that launched, that's, I'm really proud of that accomplishment right now. Well,
0: you know, I have one of my questions to ask you about some of the new books that you might recommend, so I'm gonna go ahead and recommend her book, guys, and when it comes out, we will definitely let you know. I'm sure she'll share that with me and I'll be spreading that all over the place. Yes, but I will. Fact, Thank you. I think she's got a good little, um, an opportunity for you guys I'm going to have at the bottom down here and on the podcast for you guys to opt in. So you can maybe get an advanced copy or, or at least get on her email list to let her know, let you know when it's going to be available. So we'll have that at the bottom. Yes. So now that we know about your book and we also know that you read, you know, you love to read. I love that whole thing about the applied knowledge and how you might just read one book, but if you pull a lot of gems out of it and are able to make it work in your business, that's just as good as reading 20 books and not really being able to apply anything. It's probably it's better, actually. Right. But given that, what books would you say that you'd recommend us to read or listen to that could help us improve our leadership skills?
1: Um, the, the main one for me right now is of course a John Maxwell, but it is his newest, uh, it's called leader shift. Oh. And, um, and really I'll just leave it at that. It's called leader shift and, um, I'm actually ju- diving into it myself. And so I'm, it, it's still new for me, um, this year cause I, I just started in January, but, um, yeah, I'll probably be on that one for a short while, but uh... well, yeah,
0: because his books are so meaty. I mean, there's no way in the world if you're doing it right, yes, um, <laughs> you can get through his books in a short amount of time because there's yes. so much juicy goodness. I mean, I when I have his books, I always have a highlighter and a pen or a pencil close by. Because I have to go through and highlight. He he is one that I could never buy his books on a Kindle or like you know on my digital. I have to have the hard copy because I do. That's how I learn is to read and I mean to highlight and like write things in the margins and different thoughts that I might have and how I can apply it and things like that. So guys, you can't be afraid to do that, you know. And if that's and that's again, it goes back to knowing yourself and how you learn, how do you retain information and then applying that to the way you operate in terms of like getting books and reading books and working with other people. Mm-hmm. This has been such a great conversation. And you are amazing at what you do. You've given us some pearls. I think we have all have we, you know, just you guys listening have a lot to soak in. And I'm, you know, I'm excited that you're you'll be here in Dallas yeah. with me. I can't because, wait. Yeah, because guys, it's gonna be live, honey. Y'all can <laughs> come out and you can get this juiciness in person. Oh yeah. And, yep. Yep. Uh, so I'm so excited about it. But I want to thank you for being on the show, Elena. Um, thank you for having me. Yes. I know that we will be fat. we will be in touch and like staying close. And I think our businesses have such synergy that um, hopefully we can come up with a great collaboration sometime in 2019, aside from the, the, uh, the L3 Summit. But um, yeah. I really think that we could do some great things. But I appreciate you being here. Thank you. Um, thank you guys for listening and, um, have a great week and, and we will get back with you next week on PB and style, live it, love you, lead them, learn to share yourself with intention and purpose during my L3 summit. This workshop is designed to help you live your value, love yourself enough to be yourself so that you can lead with intention and purpose. It's a great workshop. If you are growing your business, building a brand or developing content for your business, Visit my website today at andreapatrick.com forward slash L3 Summit to learn how you can participate in this amazing workshop and grow your business with intention and purpose.
1: Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AFPatrickConsult, Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AFPatrick, and Instagram at AFPatrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.